Draw Near bonus edition. Uh, Fred and I had the pleasure to talk with our friend Matthew Leonard with Next Level Catholic Academy, and we wanted to share part of our discussion, kind of as um, an addition or follow-up to our episode on willingness to suffer. So if you haven't listened to that, feel free to go back and listen to that. But Matthew Leonard adds some really beautiful points. So we hope that you enjoy this bonus content. You mentioned uh, carrying your cross. So I kind of want to touch a little bit on this, Matthew. Um, you alluded to it, but you haven't really talked about like your conver- conversion story, but I know you come from a Protestant background similar to Fred. Um, but this question that I want to pose about suffering relates to prayer. So um, first, can you talk about like in your pre-Catholic world without like this understanding of redemptive suffering and how was it coming into the Catholic church where, where we have this teaching about this? Like, what were your thoughts? Yeah, this is the greatest, one of the greatest things about being a Catholic is the theology of redemptive suffering, because as Fred and I both know, look, as, as Protestants, we had things like fasting. We, we did these kinds of things. I fasted three days one time with, you know, nothing but basically water. Then I went to Denny's for a grand slam and it was a bad move, <laughs> but, but we didn't do it for the same reasons that Catholics do it. We did it because Jesus did it, but we didn't know why. What's different about how Catholics approach suffering is the fact that because of the sacraments, we know that there's a reality to the fact that we are joined to the mystical body of Christ. Literally, like we are unified with him. And because of that union with him, Now our suffering can be united with his and it takes on a new meaning that it wouldn't have otherwise. As Protestants, we didn't have the sacraments. Now, my baptism was valid as a sacrament, but I didn't view it as that. We viewed it as just a public declaration of my faith. So I was baptized when I was 11. Uh, But as Catholics, we know it unifies us to the mystical body of Jesus Christ. In fact, baptism unites us to Jesus Christ in order to suffer along with Christ, because Mm -hmm. suffering is the path to salvation. It's not like door number two. It's door number one. There are no other doors. You know, St. Paul says we are heirs with Christ provided we Mm -hmm. suffer with Mm -hmm. him so that we may also be glorified with him in Romans 8, 17, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the path to salvation, but it's a beautiful thing because what happens is we all know we're going to suffer one way or the other, right? Everybody suffers. You cannot get away from it. I don't care how big a donation you make in the pledge drive, you're still going to suffer and make your donations, people, because Catholic radio is worth it and it's powerful. Okay. But you can't buy your way out of suffering. You're going to do it. But when you unite it to Jesus Christ, what happens is it takes on a redemptive power through Jesus Christ. And so every little thing now in our lives whether it's happy or sad or fun or hard now has a new meaning because it's been wedded to Jesus Christ. And it can be a powerful Avenue of grace, both for yourself and for other people. Why? Because it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. We are working in and through Jesus Christ. That's the underlying thought in the Catholic theology of redemptive suffering. And it's so beautiful because it changes everything. I stubbed my toe walking out of here after this interview and I'm like, ah, 
I can offer that up to the Lord and right. it becomes something yeah. extremely powerful right. and which right. is an amazing thing. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting so, here with like an ice pack on my back and I'm like, offer it up, Kara. <laughs> no, it's so true, but it becomes so powerful, Kara, because you're actually affecting the body of Christ. Now, yeah. one, of the, one of the things that a lot of Catholics don't realize is there's a flip side of this too. So just like we can offer up our sufferings for other people, so too does our sin affect the rest of the body of Christ. This is one of the reasons why we go to a priest to confess our sins, because he is acting in persona Christi Capitas, in the person of Christ, the head. The head of what? The head of the body of Christ that we're a part of. So when we sin, we damage the body of Christ. When we go back to confession, and it's healing for us personally, but it's also healing for the body of Christ in general. So that's kind of the other side of the coin. But when we suffer and we offer it up, it becomes powerful for everyone. In fact, you know, I'm sure you guys hear this too, but when I travel and speak, a lot of times, always, almost, I have people come up to me and say, my spouse or my kids have left the church. What do I do? And my biggest piece of advice is, you know, after your novena to St. Monica, that you should offer up penances for them. So don't just pray for them but offer your own body up for them. Why? Because when you offer yourself up, even in a physical manner through your suffering, you're acting just like Jesus Christ. Hmm. And, and God takes that little act that you have done. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, right? Turn the shower hot water off and say a Hail Mary. Don't take the salt, you know, eat the thing you don't like, whatever. Do these little penances. But God takes those little acts and he multiplies it a million fold because you are acting in and through the power of Jesus Christ and becomes a powerful avenue of grace for your loved ones. Amen. It's, it's this particular point, and uh, Matthew, we both kind of come from that same background. We went to the same school. Um, you know, it, there wasn't really a theology of suffering, so I had no ability to process that. And it was difficult at times, you know, my pastor who was a a good and a holy man, you know, and then this great speaker comes and tells everybody he died for a lack of faith or he had sin in his life. And, and knowing him personally, just struggling with that, like, it can't be that, you know, it it can't, because if anybody had faith, it was him. And, you know, I I came to that scripture verse, Colossians 124. And this was really kind of the verse that this was what opened the Catholic, the door to the Catholic church for me in a lot of ways. We fulfill what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. And it's exactly what you're talking about here, that uh, there's no wasted suffering. It serves a purpose. There is, we see that with Christ. He endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. There is a reason for it. And I think that's important that, uh, especially now, I think as Catholics, uh, we need to really spend some time like re-embracing, if that's a word, um, that idea of offering it up and, and seeing the value in that. And it's not, a, it's not like a drudgery either. Look at the way that Paul starts that verse out. I rejoice, right. he says, because yeah, in yeah. my sufferings. Mm-hmm. And, and St. James says, count it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter trials. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is, it, why is there happiness there what you like what's going on with these guys they're happy because a they know that uh they are positively impacting the body of christ but they're also happy because they're in love with jesus yeah and and see this is the the secret to redemptive suffering mm-hmm. here it is the more love grows suffering disappears 
As love grows, suffering disappears. If you think to how, um, like in the beginning when you were dating your spouse, Fred, and you would do anything for her at that point, right? You would go shopping at the mall, even into Forever 21 or whatever store she right, wanted yeah. to go into, many, right? Many ballets I went to. Yeah, yeah. ballets, <laughs> there you go, right? And she did the same thing for you. And, and you would do these things for her, not out of, not begrudgingly, right. you enjoyed it, mm -hmm. right? You, if there was a joy that came through that, why? Because you were in love. And so with anyone else, it would have been suffering, but you're in love with this person. And so it's not something to be avoided. See, that's the difference. The more in love you are with Jesus Christ, the suffering, so to speak, goes away. That doesn't mean there's not pain involved. There is. Mm -hmm. But the, the way you approach it is in a life of joy because you love him so much and you love the body of Christ so much that you want to give of yourself because you know it's for their good. How do you get to that place where you want to give of yourself? Through a life of prayer and the sacraments. Thank you for listening to this additional content. We hope that you um, enjoyed it and we are so grateful for Matthew's time. I love what he shares at the very end there that as our love grows, our suffering disappears. How beautiful is that? Right? As, as the virtue of charity increases, suffering stops being suffering or it stops being so difficult because we're offering it for the sake of love, love of others, but especially love of God. So I think that's something to reflect on. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this discussion with Matthew Leonard here on Draw Near.